Cuphead and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday, and I hope you're all doing well. So, today, well, today is kind of a, and I'm not going to say best of, or I want to talk about indie games. I'm getting to like a lot of the indie games out there. And what I mean by indie is mostly OSR indie games. There's a lot of games out there that go their own way and do their own rules and things like that. But they have the spirit of the OSR, such as uh, Faraway Land and Hero's Journey and other games like that. But these three indies, I, to me, I got three indies that I think are like tops. I'll always buy their stuff or get their stuff, or however I can get their stuff, because they're really good. And I highly recommend them to you. Also, I do know two of the three people who run these game, two, two of the three owners of these game companies. I've talked to them on Facebook. I've, I've interviewed them, things like that. So you know pretty much who I'm talking about. I just want to put that out for full disclosure. Also, two of the three publishers have sent me product for review. So we're pretty upfront on that. Let's go. Well, the first one that comes to mind is Monkey Blood Games. Glenn Seal, who runs Monkey Blood Games. Glenn Seal is everywhere. Because not only does he do Monkey Blood design, he does he does wonderful illustration and mapping of places. If you've ever if you have a second edition Astonishing Swordsman, Sorcerers of Hyperborea and you get a map with it. And that map was done by Glenn Seal. He's done a lot of work for a lot of companies, and it's beautiful artwork, but he's also a great publisher, and he comes up... He works with a campaign setting called the Midderlands, which is based on the Midlands of England, where he lives. And he's since expanded to another book, The Midderlands Expanded, and he's, as of this recording, he's kick-started and getting together the great city of Great London, which is also for the Midderlands. Now, he bases what he does on Swords and Wizardry White Box, which means it's based on the original brown books. So it's mega compatible with a lot of stuff. Nice thing about using White Box, if you're using it, is the fact that it does ascending and descending armor class at the same time. You choose. So Monkey Blood Design. Great place, great stuff, great guy in, in just his stuff is just it's so it's so chewy. It's so it's got a lot of hooks and it's got a lot of stuff you can do with it. I, I'm I'm dying to run it. Uh he he used Swords and like I said, he, he used Swords and Wizardry White Box or Swords and Wizardry, whatever. But you can use it with Labyrinth Lord, you can use it with basic first, second edition, you can probably even use it with fifth. Dare I say. So go out and look for that. Monkey Blood Designs. Another one is Night Owl Games. Now, the masterminds behind Night Owl Games are David Pulver and Thomas Denmark. They put out a series of games based on what I can tell, Swords and Wizardry, White Box, the three brown books. Again, you see a pattern here? And they basically take the game and put it into different genres. They have a Starship Troopers type game. Imperial Troopers. They have Freebooters, which is a pirate game. They also do Raiders of the Lost Artifacts, Pulp, 
and they do also another oh oh Warriors of the Red Planet, which is a great John Carter pastiche and a superhero game, Guardians. Guardians, which is an excellent, from what I read, an excellent superhero book. And they're not very big, and they're about 10 15 bucks. You can find these on the usual places. But they've really got a lot of crunch to them. they really got a lot of back back backstory to them. They got, like, my, my favorite is always going to be Freebooters. Although I'd like to try out Guardians. Because I found out I really like pirate games. After I played 50 Fathoms in Savage Worlds, I really like pirate games. And this is like pirates of the Spanish main. They give you all the information. It's like getting an education on this kind of thing. From what boats they do, for what piracy was like in the day, ship combat. And it always gives you like three... To follow the, the brown books, it gives you three classes and then a bonus class in the back. And the bonus class here is uh, Bokers, which add a magic element to it. And we're talking about like East Indian, South Seas, voodoo type magic. So it's, it's still got, you still got the magic, but at the same time, you got this, this wonderful flavor to it, Bokers. So, yeah, Night Owl Games, check them out. Uh, like, Raiders of the Lost Artifacts tells you all about stuff that's that's around around the 30s, 20s and 30s and 40s, different artifacts and things and what's going on in the world and everything. So they really do their research. That's what I like about them. They really do their research. These guys are, Troy and David, they're wonderful. You guys, you're great. I bought all your books. Uh, I, don't, I don't have Imperial Troopers. I don't know why. Also, they do, like, a couple of monster books called Beasties 1 and 2 that are excellent, excellent. Really give you some offbeat monster. So, and, and in fact, in Beasties 2, I'm using that in a game right now for Astonishing Swordsman. So, try those out. Try those out, and they're just wonderful books. Okay, my third one is going to be Bloat Games. And this is recent, based on one game, Survive This Vigilante City. The Survives This system is also based on the, based on kind of BX, basic D&D. But, Eric Bloat, who writes practically everything with a bunch of other people, and things he's first he came out with survive the zombies which is zombie apocalypse ho-hum then he came out with dark places and demigorgons which is a kids on bikes supernatural type type affair and then he came out with vigilante city which is low to mid-level superheroes human and mega human and from what i've that's the only one i've read so far but from what i from what i can get i've out of it it's just it's very very malleable i did a video review of this on old man grognar reviews on youtube but i really didn't say enough about this game it is a really nice it's something because his influence is not only bxdnd but heroes unlimited from palladium and i looked what he did with it and it's like you know i don't like heroes from Heroes Unlimited. I really didn't like Heroes Unlimited because I think the Palladium system is kind of too wonky for me. It's just too involved with a lot of too too many things to remember, too many like acronyms to remember, too many. And I also didn't like Heroes Unlimited in particular because they took every single archetype of superheroes and gave it its own subsystem in the game. 
And the way they did it, it drove me crazy. Kind of like the way GURPS drove me crazy. Because GURPS would do... He, they would have all these little exceptions to their rules that would trip you up. Now, I know, you know, there's things like special abilities and stuff that are supposed to, like, work the system. But they would... Everything was like... It was like always... It's always like this, except for these two things. And that didn't even go with for, like, the special abilities and stuff. It just... They did that with everything. And Palladium was the same way. It's like I called I call them the windows of RPGs because Microsoft apparently develops all these different things for Windows and they try and put it together and make us make an operating system out of it. And that's the way Palladium felt to me to me. Now, Vigilante City, on the other hand, he took that premise and actually made it work. Because everything is based around the class. It's a ten level cap on this, but it's all based on the classes of like BX, that kind of thing. BX or basic or whatever. And he makes them all coherent. Now, one thing one thing that bothered me about it was the fact that, okay, where are the superpowers? How do we do this? But you find you find these sub things like superpowers and magic and stuff in the class it talks about. So you have to do a little searching. A little thing. And also, it looks like they... I know he's tried to... He's trying to kind of... Kind of emulate the 90 superheroes like Batman the Animated Series and X-Men. The Animated Series. All these... And Ninja Turtles, of course. But at the same time... See, I like... When I I play... I like superheroes that are... I like superhero games that are all-encompassing. Because I came from Champions, where if you have enough points, you can make anything. And it and it all worked the same. So, from effects-based superheroes, and I played the gamut from Marvel to Villains and Vigilantes to Mutants and Masterminds to Silver Age Sentinels, and ad nauseum. I never played Heroes Unlimited. I just read through the book, and I just didn't like the way they were handling things. So... I I commend him for doing that, but he could put like powers, abilities, and things in one section, and just refer to that in the class, because things like if you want max, if you want if you want magic, you go to the the, the whatever the magic archetype, the mag, magician archetype is, and there's all the spells. You want psionics, you go to the scion class, and there it is. Mutant as a class seems to be a catch-all. And this is the one where I think I will probably be messing around with the most. Because it just, it's, he's got all the superpowers in there. But it falls under, quote-unquote, mutant. And we all know that there are mutants out there. There are mutates, like Spider-Man, which I can fit in there. That's no problem. But they also have people like Superman, who is an alien. Or Martian Manhunter, who is an alien. And things like the Green Lantern, you know, you're getting up in power now. So I can see it scaling up that way. The It's funny because the stats have a 24 cap. Stat, 24 is supposed to be ultra god powerful. So you've got a smaller scale to work with there. But at the same time, you know, I'll, I'll use the mutant template. I'll use the mutant class as a template for it. It also does stuff like it has skills in there. It has skill packages that like there's a lot of mega humans out there who do not have 
uh, out in the book who do not have, um, they don't have level progression. So what they do is they take a skill pack and that gives them their level progression. It was a little wonky, but it was one of those things where I'm going, I don't know if this works. And then I kept reading it and it's like, you know, I could, it, it's, it's kind of like Heroes is like a Lego set, but Vigilante City is more like Play-Doh. And I can do a lot with Play-Doh. I mean, it's not like I couldn't do a lot with Heroes, but he- but Heroes, I have a budget. With v- Vigilante City, I can take it and go, oh, I'm just going to shape this here and shape this here. Yes, it's a bit more work, kind of like D&D. Back in the Champions days, I used to poo-poo D&D because it's like, oh, you have to put a description of every spell on there. And now I'm going, well, yeah, that's a good way to go. Because in Champions, you got to define everything it does and point and, and you know, you're going you're gonna to have to come up with a, a, a point value for everything. And so, yeah, you've got to stat it out that way. So I, these days, I would rather play with Play-Doh than Legos. So this works for me. Even if I, have, if I write the special ability down, I'll just write what it does, damage, whatever, and just leave it at that. Now, my question is getting better at stuff. How do you, I mean, there's level progressions, and they give you stuff in level progressions, but for some mega humans, how do you get them better in their power or something like that? Who knows? But it, it's also a smaller XP base because you you're basically got the champions thing of, oh, you got five XP? You did a really good job type of thing because people usually get like two. Everybody gets at least one for participating, but everybody gets two, three, something like that. Anyway, so those are my recommendations for the best three indie games out there. Bloat Games, Monkey Blood Design, and Night Owl Workshop. Check them out. They're really good. You'll find them, find all of them on DriveThruRPG and at their respective websites. Um, I'll let you figure that out, and I'm going to go start my day. So... Okay, so if you want to talk to me about this, get, me, get a hold of me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail here at Anchor, and we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can support this program, and I would thank you, and thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Mark for supporting my program, and don't forget to listen to Mark's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.